Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, this episode is just a little bit of a rebroadcast. One of my favorites. I like to go through every now and then and find some of these fun episodes, especially this summer that I've been very, very busy with my teenage children. So I hope you guys enjoy some of these episodes. Maybe you might not have heard. I kind of went through the um, archives here. And today's episode is a rebroadcast of the Drophead People of Ancient China. A little bit of a spooky story on this Flashback Friday. This is sourced from TaoistSorcery.blogspot.com. I'm telling you guys, this is my very favorite website. It has so much cool stuff. Um, it's my go-to when I am out of ideas for podcasts. It always gives me something new to think about. So today I'm covering the flying head ghost of ancient China. And um, apparently this is said to the, these flying head ghosts, which just looks like a head um, with apparently like the spine and the entrails and everything still attached to it. Pretty creepy, right? Um, these are generally thought of to be a Southeast Asian sort of um, folklore or uh, ghost, but um, apparently they are also found in ancient China. So the towersorcery.blogspot.com reads that actually about a few thousand years ago, flying head ghosts were already recorded in several ancient Chinese literature. In the book, So Xianji, In Search of Supernatural, written in the 4th century, it reads, During the Xin Dynasty, there was a tribe of people in the south known as Drophead People. Lao Tzu Ming. They hold a kind of ritual ceremony known as Chonglu, bug and worm dropping. As such its name, apparently Chonglu Min, actually needs bug and worm dropping. During the Three Kingdoms period, an eastern Wu general, Zhu Han, employed a female maid from the southern part of China. Every night before she went to bed, her head would separate from her body and fly away. Sometimes it would go in and out of the building, via the dog shelter and sometimes through a window using her ears and wings and she would arrive back just before dawn. After a few nights of the same incident, the servant who slept near her grew suspicious. One night, they brought the lamp into the room and saw only her body with no head. The body was slightly cold and its breathing was faint and the other servants covered it with a blanket and waited. As dawn approached, the head came back but with her blanket in the way of her body, it could not uh, go back together. It hit the ground a few times, groaning and grinding its teeth and looking pretty unhappy. Her breathing grew ragged, and she looked very close to death. So they pulled the blanket away, whereupon her head leapt up again and reattached itself to the neck, and everything was calm again. Well, General Zhu Han felt this was very uncanny, obviously. It unnerved him so much that he sent her away. It wasn't until later that he investigated the matter a bit that he learned it was just a natural ability. Other generals who went far to the south often captured dropheads. One covered the neck of a drophead with a bronze plate, preventing the head from joining back to the body and killing it. 
In the records of Taiping Guanji, extensive records from the Taiping era, a collection of stories compiled early in the Song Dynasty read, in the east of Yishan, southwest of Dragon City, there is a wide land of thousand miles covered with saline soil or salt soil. People would pass here to take a rest and their cows and horses need to rest on carpets. At the southern side of the mountain stream, often there are people with heads that can fly, therefore they are called flying head barbarians. There was one person one day before the flight of his head that would be a scar around his neck, like a piece of red thread. His wife and children would look at him, and at night, this person would seem sick, and his head would suddenly separate from his body and fly away. His head landed in the sand of the riverbank in search of crabs and worms to eat. Before dawn, his head would fly back to join his body, and he felt as if it just woke up from a dream and his stomach was full from his meal. A monk also said that over at Shipuo, apparently an Indonesian country um, that was probably ancient Java and Sumatra. There are people that's heads can, whose heads can fly. There are people that have eyes without pupils. One flying head happened to drop on the ground and a weird incidence was being recorded by a person. In the book, Bo Wu Si, the record of diverse matters, it reads, at the southern side, there are drophead people whose heads can fly with ears as wings. Before dawn, their heads return. During Eastern Wu period, always happen to see such people. There's also accounts of flying head people in different parts of the world. So apparently there are accounts from China, Japan, South America, Malaysia, the Philippines, Indonesia, Bali, and Thailand, Laos. Cambodia and Vietnam. So these are, again, a lot of Southeast Asian countries who also account these strange tales of flying head people. For a free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review, and share with your family and friends.